Hey everybody, welcome back to Ready or Not. We're looking into today, friendships. It should be a lively conversation. Let's get into it. Hey everybody, uh, welcome back in studio. It is David. I'm here with Joe. Hey guys, what's up? So, Joe, how's how's your day? What's your morning like? Dude, my morning was hectic and busy. I had to get the boys ready for school and take them to school, uh, but then I got to go get coffee, and there was no room to sit in the coffee, uh, the coffee store, the coffee, the cafe, <laughs> whatever it is, the coffee house. Uh, so I had to sit outside, and it's a little windy today. Yes. And I was sitting there reading my Bible, enjoying my hot cup of coffee, and could just feel the breeze on my arms. And what came to mind was something that you and I have talked about, which is being filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay. And I don't know, maybe you could expand upon that, but being filled, I remember you talking, and being filled, sometimes we think of it as being filled like a cup, you know, filling up another cup or something like that, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's actually like being like the sails being filled with the wind, right? Yep. I think it's a way better illustration or whatever. But forever, I always saw, you know, examples like a pitcher, like you said, filling yep. a cup of water. Yep. Um, and then that can be diminished. But where's the power in that example? But yep. wind in a sail, like the wind can be blowing all day long. But if the sail's not open, it'll never have its effect. Yep. It's never the wind's fault. Hmm. It's the sailor's fault for not unfurling the sails. Yep. Uh, so yeah, no, I mean that's awesome. Anyways, I, yeah, what what brought to mind though too was uh, there was just this constant breeze on my arms, feeling it and going. How often do I recognize the spirit just gently pushing me and moving me along? Sometimes we just think it has to be this huge gust of wind that throws us, or sometimes we don't feel it at all. But uh, man, I just I was blessed and got to meditate on that for a little bit and. Thought I'd share share that with you. No, that's even encouraging. And just, I know often I think the Lord interrupts and reminds like, dude, it's the little things. Mm -hmm. Like it's Mm -hmm. the little things. And stop and uh, smell the flowers. I think, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's no no roses, smell the flowers. Um, No, but it's true. And I think even for me, there's been those seasons of like, just being extra fatigued and yeah. worn thin or whatever. And it's when I'm not enjoying the little moments mm-hmm. with the Lord. Yeah. I'm looking for him to move a mountain. Yep. And he's like, dude, I just want to walk with you through the park. Yeah. Nice little segue here. I know the little things I think about in my life or my friends. The, the, sometimes yep. I just had to stop and realize <laughs> uh, what God has given me. Uh, uh, and that kind of leads us into what this episode's about, right? Yep. That's it. Friendship all the way. Um, and, then, you know, friends. I probably overthink stuff, and I'm I'm not by nature at least a worrier or a an overly logical person. But the word friends has always been like a an elusive thing. One minute I'm like I don't have very many friends, <laughs> and then I'm like maybe I do have a bunch of friends. Maybe I don't know. Well, Just the word friend or friendships. Is it because the word friend is maybe loaded, or or there's I mean a friend can look a bunch of different ways, or. I mean, what what makes you think you don't have friends sometimes and what makes you think you do have a lot think, of friends? I think, and we'll get into this right today, but I always equate friends and like someone as close as a brother mm. as the same thing. Mm. Like if you're not as close as a brother in the <laughs> Lord to me, then I guess I guess we're not friends. Yep. But, and I don't actually believe that, but my first mental response to that question or the word of friends is like, well, I don't have very many people like 
wicked close, super like interwoven into my life. Yep. Like, dude, I got a ton of friends and a few brothers in the Lord. And that's, yep. so anyway, that's my own trip. But growing up for you, uh, did you have like a lot of friends or a few close ones? Yeah, I think I grew up in a very social home. You know, my I had three younger sisters. And so there were always people in and out, very close with my family. Um, and I think different seasons of my life, I can point to maybe one friend that was close, like a brother, um, and different at times too, like junior high and, and elementary, but, uh, and then had, you know, I grew up in the church, so I, I had a social, uh, environment where I had friends, but they weren't like that one friend that I always hung out with. Right. Um, and which is interesting is when I look back at even those, those close friendships to the friendships I have now, they weren't. Uh, super, I mean, even junior high, I don't know how deep you can go in junior high, especially as a boy, but, uh, like they were just friends I just hung out with all the time. You know, I didn't tell my deepest, darkest secrets to, I don't know, but I, so I don't know if I had a lot of super deep, close friends during that time, but, uh, but I've never felt lacking, I guess too. Like I, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. How about you? Um, definitely would probably lean on the side, especially like the junior high phase, uh, and even through high school, it was always like the, the the few close friends. Yeah, I with consistency like hang out the same three or four guys yeah, yeah. for years. But at school or wherever I was, like got along with everybody, enjoyed whatever you know. It, I was weird, man. I could go, <laughs> no joke. I go hang out with like all the skater crews and the goth people, and then you know the next day I'm over with like the druggies and gangsters, <laughs> and then uh, next week yeah. like the the ASB club and the drama kids. I yeah, I was similar. I either fit in everywhere or nowhere. I, I'm not hmm. sure which. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if that even answers. The question, but it even brings to mind, though, you know, there's always this, like, real thin line between having a group of friends and being all, like, clicky, you yep. know, exclusive, I think is a better, I hate the word click. I'm like, click's what a pen does when you open it. Like, <laughs> um, But, you know, this exclusive group where you're, everyone else is not welcome. Um, and I think sometimes people are accused of being exclusive and they're not. It's like, it makes sense if people who all like soccer get along with each other. Yeah. Like they're, if they're kind to everybody, but they happen to hang out a lot because they have something in common, like that's not being exclusive. Yeah. Well, I'm sure from the outsider, it might even look intimidating, right? Uh, Absolutely. To see a, a group of people that are all have some kind of commonality and then to feel like you, you, you don't know how to break in or fit in. Right. And uh, maybe we'll get into that later, but it's, it can be intimidating to go try to, hey, there's a big group <laughs> crowd, like, hey, guys, uh, what are you doing? Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and I, I've had those moments. Do you still get like that ever? I, I do. I do, definitely. Uh, <laughs> I force myself to to, to push through that um, and just realizing that people are people, you know, and yep. and and also, you know, I've, I'm old enough and I think I have enough experience where you realize that, like, most people aren't just, like you said, trying to be clicky or yep. exclusive. They're... They're just, you know, hanging out and talking, and and they don't even, might not even realize how they're they're coming across, yep. right? But, totally, uh, totally agree. But yeah, I. Uh, how about you? Do, you? do you get like that? Like, do you, do you intimidated? <laughs> intimidated Dude, with the crowds, or like every day of my life, man, yeah. it's crazy. Even <laughs> just recently, uh, you know, the young adults group goes to In and Out after yep, Thursday yep. nights. I've never gone. Just went, and I was excited. I was like, oh, this would be cool. I never get to hang out with them on a social level. Yep. 
And dude, I'm telling you, in the parking lot, I pulled in, I felt like a little kid, like going, <laughs> like dude, I'm like not who go, do I hang out I'm with? Not who going do I go in to? there? And it was so weird for like 60 seconds, and then it was cool. And I think it's just crossing that barrier. But well, how do you? Okay, well, I don't know how you, how 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 do you cross that barrier? For me, this is so dumb. Yeah. But I'll I'll tell you what goes through my mind. Um, I don't know why it left such an impression, but growing up. There was like a big public pool. You'd pay like three bucks to go swim for the day in the summertime. Uh-huh. And they had a high dive. It was like 15 feet high or something. I don't know. It seemed like 100 feet high, but I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't. And I'm, I remember the first time going on the edge and it's, you know, going up yep, and down yep. a couple inches and just literally doing that whole like counter three and jump. Like one, two, three. And I just stepped off the end and it went down. And when I came up, like everything was fine. And it was it was actually fun. Yeah. I cannot tell you the amount of things in my life. I literally feel like I'm stand, like I can almost feel it in my feet. Like I'm on the edge of the yep. diving board when yep. I'm like eight years old, or like I was in and out in the parking lot. Like, all right, one, two, three, open the door. And for me now, you know, being a believer, that three seconds is is usually like, all right, Lord, here we go. Yep. It's a it's an odd little prayer. <laughs> like I, I get you. I feel. I mean, we've I've talked about that. I think previous on another. Uh, podcast or, or, or talked about just jumping off that cliff and where yep. I almost had to just turn off my brain. I had to say, stop thinking about it and go. Um, and and there's there might be an awkward moment. And the thing is, once you start going, you take that step. It's just, you have to take the next step and you have to take the next step. And eventually it's not so awkward or weird and you're just having conversation with people. Well, that's what's so awesome. There's, I'm shocked at how often we think there's not a commonality with people. When in reality, like we all have a family, we all have job, we all have insecurities, we all have insecurities, (laughs) we all have interests. Like there's always a point of connection. Yeah. Uh, There there is. mm -hmm. And I know Amos 3 3, right, going back Old Testament, can two walk together except they be agreed? And I think, especially within the church, I mean, I have friends and people in my life I never would have talked to. But having the Jesus as the commonality, yes. like, oh man, this is actually an awesome person yeah, I would not have met without Christ being the center. But being in agreement, like, yeah, let's do this. Yep. It's awesome. Really, really cool. Yeah, that happens. Uh, there's there's moments where I'm in a meeting or I'm just talking to someone that I'm like, I would not be talking to you if it wasn't for Jesus. <laughs> like, And what a beautiful thing that is. And the diversity of friends that I have. And then just uh, because of that, like God has used those people in my life to make me who I am today and to sanctify me and to mold and shape my character and my personality. And I'm thankful for those people that God has put in my life. And it's because of Jesus and Jesus alone. Like, you're like that's the only reason I'm talking to you uh, is because of him and, yep. and that he's our commonality. Right? Yep. Well, even us, we met through church. Yeah, like, I exactly. Don't know. Dude, exactly. I don't know if we would have clicked. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you think about just friendship as a whole, and we'll, we'll talk through a couple different things here. Um, look, in all reality, uh, you've got to be willing to initiate to some degree. Uh, through that barrier, it's right? a, Yeah, and it's that silly, it's a proverb that seems like the no-brainer, um, but yet it's an intimidator of, in order to have friends, you must be friendly. Yep. It's Proverbs 18, 24. Yep. Like, and that was a challenge for me, Vic. I don't know about you, but... Stepping out of the box, man, has been... You're not friendly? <laughs> is that what you mean? Well, I hope I am now. Um, 
but I probably could have been, I definitely could have been content being alone. Not yeah. that that's a good thing. Uh, actually, I, I know it's a bad thing. Yeah. But initiating, like waiting. If I got invited to the movies, I'd go. If I got invited to lunch, I'd go. But being the one to invite someone, like never, yeah, never was like that early on. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I I would say I I go back and forth. Like I initiated things, and I also wouldn't. Like I would. I remember, man, the kids in the the neighborhood would invite me to come play roller hockey back in the day. Okay. And there was just a season where I didn't want to go out. And they would come and knock on the door. Hey, you want to come play? No. And I don't even remember why. But eventually what happened is they stopped knocking on the door too. And then I found myself, you know, in a season where I didn't really have friends and like didn't have anybody I could hang out with. And it's one, because I didn't accept that invitation and just step out and and be there and put myself in maybe an awkward position or whatever. But so it's initiating when someone asks you to hang out, right? Just go and do it. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. uh, uh, but And be friendly. Be about it. Uh, but also being that uh, being that friend to those and just saying, hey, man, you want to go get coffee or you want to go do this? You want to find that commonality, uh, you know, at golfing, you know, shooting guns, I don't know, like playing whatever. Yeah, go <laughs> playing capitalize on those things, totally, right? Totally, man. Like, oh, you, you overhear a conversation. It's okay to insert yourself. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is. Don't talk about yourself a whole bunch. Man, asking questions is huge. You know, people well, people love to talk about themselves, one, right? So, and, and that's not to like, that's just human nature. It's not to like bash on anyone. But when you, if you find yourself, it's, it's hard to talk to people or have friends, just ask questions about the person that you're talking to. Just ask what they do for work, how their day go, like what are their interests, and just watch what happens. And eventually, they'll start asking you the same questions. And, uh, and, it's and a, your friends. And your friends, your instant <laughs> friends right there. Yeah, so I'm guessing you would be of the same opinion, but if someone's living life a little bit alone and they're like, gosh, I never get invited, like, well, instead of being bummed out about not getting invited, just do the inviting. Yep. Uh, yeah, totally. Step out, man. Step out in faith and 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 confidence. And and if you are lacking that that confidence, I would seek the Lord and ask Him to give that to you. And just like that, whole, what we were talking about, the Holy Spirit, man. Let the Holy Spirit push and drive those sails to to step out, man. Because it can be intimidating. And not not uh, you know we experience that. That's part of part of life. And and you know there might be other things in your in your life that have happened that have led up to that. But we're not called to do life alone, right? Yep. Uh, and I know you you just touched on that, how how you were content maybe being alone, uh, but you knew it wasn't right. Like, what made you know it wasn't right? So I don't, for me, growing up, it's just natural dynamics. Uh, my dad was gone. My mom worked a ton to take care of myself and my sister, and my sister was kind of doing her own thing in life. So it was me. Yeah. Um, it was almost fault. It was just the natural. I was fine playing Legos alone. I was fine mowing the backyard. I was fine, like, being alone. And so coming to Christ late in, in my senior year of high school and then slowly growing in that, honestly, I've been around the church for a long time. Mm. And it was a moment where God really confronted me and was like, you need to stop serving so much and be part of the body again. Mm. Uh, it was a weird moment. I remember standing in my office and then the Lord literally was like, I need you to stop serving the body and be part of it. Mm. Uh, I had not tried to hide behind ministry. I had not tried to disconnect. I had just never connected. Yeah. And from that point, purely out of obedience, because God said to, yeah. started 
being open to those friendships. And now looking back, like, oh my gosh, the health and the vibrancy and the good things in my life that would not be here if I didn't have you or other friends in Mm -hmm. my life. It's Mm -hmm. like, look, whether you want friends or not, you need them. Like you need people in your life. So it's, it's non-negotiable. I like being alone. Irrelevant. So did I, (laughs) but I needed people. (laughs) Yeah. uh, uh, Would, but you, you would say you were intentional. I mean, you said you're out of obedience, but it was an intention, intentional stepping out and saying, I'm going to be a part of the body and, and go get friends. Like, like (laughs) extremely intentional. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't fast or, or quick about it, but I was persistent. Like this is going to happen. I mean, that applies to so much in life, uh, even outside of friendships. Just when the Lord tells you something, do it. <laughs> do it. Just, I mean, you know, stop thinking about it. You may take those steps of action and be obedient and be intentional about it. But especially with friends, uh, I I think about, you know, I think about the apostles, the disciples and, and Jesus and the examples we have in the word, even the book of Acts. Like you don't really see people doing life alone. <laughs> like the body of Christ is we're together. That's you know we we all have a part in, to play in that. That's right. And a lot of it has is is it built upon friendship. Yep. Um, I don't know if you've seen, and I'd be interested to hear like your perspective. But I thought friendships falling apart um, or never really going very far was a kid thing. It was like oh high school drama, like yeah. oh junior high drama. And I've seen like man, even in adulthood, like mm-hmm. there's this poison that can be introduced to relationships. Yep. Um, and there is, you know, some dangerous nav- waters to navigate when our carnality kind of takes a grip and wants to control. And I think part of being friends with someone for a long period of time, right? There's that initiating to get friends. And yep. then you've got to learn how to tolerate yep. some things. Yep. yep. There's there's the actual friendship part of it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <but> that's, <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. what friendship is, the ability to tolerate a couple things, right? Yeah. Well, to- and tolerate doesn't mean uh, you accept... I mean that's a, that's a big word, right? Um, that that this culture uses to tolerate things, but it's one knowing that that they're humans. For me, that's when I look at my friends and and people are going to let you down. It's like going into any friendship and knowing that they're going to let you down. They're not Jesus, you know. They're not God. Uh, and and for me, that was a a when I not just. Maybe I knew that subconsciously, but when I actually voiced that to myself and like said, like, yeah, people are going to let me down and I can't put these high expectations on people. Um, it, it really allowed me to just uh, be more free with my friends and to, I don't know, when you when you think of that word tolerate or being judgmental, like what, what do you think of when it comes to friendships? Yeah. Um, I don't mean accepting of every dumb thing they do. Yeah. You know, if... You're friends with someone and they want to neglect their kids and play golf every day. Like, dude, yeah. no. Yeah. Um, but to tolerate, like, thick skin, man. Like, okay, so your friend said something that kind of hurt your feelings for a minute. Like, mm-hmm. all right, get over it. Yep. Like, you got to get quick at forgiving and looking past things. I think there's there's two big things that come to mind when I see friendships that endure are one, they're they're not self-righteous. Yep. Uh, I've seen a lot of people think that their way is the way, and if everyone doesn't do it the way I want to do it, then they're wrong. And the sad thing, you know, there's a group of friends 
and the self-righteous person ends up being the one alone and everyone else is still friends. Yeah. And it's this weird thing. So just being really careful that you don't become extremely judgmental. Uh, you know, I don't care what kind of car you drive. Like, I don't, <laughs> like may, you want to go buy a Ferrari? Like, I may think it's a total waste of money and you're a bad steward in the moment. But, dude, that, I don't care. Like, I'm just going to trust you feed your family. Um, <laughs> you want to wear a pink shirt? Like, dude, I'll yeah, make that's, fun of uh, you, but I, I, I wear care. pink shirts all the time yeah. just to, to bother David. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, like, I don't care. And But there was a time maybe it would have, like, got me to, like, trip up for a minute. Yeah. Dude, stop. Like. But what what... What allowed you to process those things? Like, what allowed you to say, you know what? Okay, maybe the pink shirt would have would would have irked me. I mean, I mean that's you know uh, maybe a dumb example, but maybe something more serious. Uh, but but to where you were then, to where you are now, to just kind of like let it let it roll off and go, you know, not that big deal. And part two to that question is, if it is something more serious, then how do you one not take it personally or, or make it about you. But maybe if it's something you have to address in your own friend, yep. like how do you go, like you, you have to Those address that. huge question. Two big things. Uh, I have answers because it, it's, and I think the, for me, the way I've ever processed these is because God's walked me through those. I've personally walked through those valleys. Yeah. It's not a, a book I read and, oh, no, I know no. something. Like, no, no yeah. I still got mud on my shoes from, from that hike, you know? Um, but the the first part of that being so stretched honestly going from pastoring where i was to the young adults group mm-hmm. and now it's like dude these are just older people who are making decisions and if i'm going to be a minister of the gospel which we all should be but if i had that unique position of pastoring yeah i need to be real slow about forming opinions about them because, mm-hmm. uh, dude, there's some different people. And I don't mean that in a negative way. Like, just, they're very, not, they're not me. And being challenged by the young adults in a wonderful way, like, what matters more? The way they're dressed or their soul? Yep. What matters more? What they do on the weekends or their soul? What matters more? Like, And I began to realize I had to pick within the first few months of doing this ministry to either critique the outward appearances or to go after the heart, but I couldn't do both. Mm. And if you're going to be judgmental about the appearances or first impressions, you'll never reach the heart of the people. Yep. So it was, it was a really weird thing for me to go through. And then what's weird, and this is what really did it, like, well, Lord, okay, I'm going to go after the heart, which means I have to ignore some of these things I think are weird. Uh, what I found out was that behind some of those weird things were really good people. And all of a sudden, the weird things weren't as weird because preconceived, I don't know, ideas. So I know the first part of that question, just realizing like all those external things are so irrelevant. There's a heart to know behind it all. I don't know if that makes sense. Um. I can't remember the second part of your question. <laughs> well, I mean, let's, I mean, we can come back to like, even if you have to address something as a oh, friend, yeah, how right. do you do that? And we can yeah. come back to that. But, um, and, and maybe we need to move on quickly from this, but uh, uh, I, I want to touch on this. Just the, the, what you're saying to, to look at the heart of people, right? Huge. And, and, and not even maybe even the outside appearance, but that, 
how you are reacting to that outside appearance, right? Someone could say something in a text, most most people text message, and just say something in a text or an email or even face-to-face, and you could be, it could not be the heart or the intent that they're saying it in, Yep. and you're receiving it because you had a bad day today and you woke up, <laughs> you woke up and you're grumpy or you need to eat or whatever it is, which is most of the time for me. I mean, I come from, you know, working in the business world, and I know you deal with people all the time. Yep. Man, there's so many emails that come by, come through from a customer that you're just like, you do not know how to write an email. It's like exclamation, exclamation, exclamation point, <laughs> you know, like, or all caps or whatever it is. And it's just straight to the point. And I have to constantly just, again, put that ego in check and just go, you know what, uh, I'm going to give them a call and be happy and talk to them and uh, th- I mean, and, and just see where they're at. And maybe they really are upset or angry, but we'll, we'll deal with that as it comes. That's right. Um, and it's the same way with friends. I have, especially more with friends, because I, I find myself, if you're close to me, if you're, if you, my family would tell you this, if you're my family or you're like one of my closest friends, I... I, there's a high expectation I have of you. Like I, I expect things of you and it's, it's not something that I intentionally do. It's just, I expect you to, to be above reproach on certain things. I expect these things. Yep. And, uh, I also will, <laughs> I have, I've had to learn not to voice <laughs> when I'm disapproving of those things yep. or whatever, or when and ask the Lord how to, which kind of leads into the second question, right? Yeah. And that not taking it personal thing is again one a mountain I had to climb. I think because everything feels personal uh, to yeah. some degree, but you know, I can tell you again. I had this moment with the Lord, and I remember this one specifically. Matthew chapter eighteen talks about the ungrateful or unmerciful servant, mm. and I remember reading through it, and the I, it was done in a minute. I mean, this whole thing. Not that I've been able to live it out perfectly. But it was like an elevator versus the stairs. Like, we went up quick. And the whole story, go read Matthew 18. But this guy has this enormous debt, and the king's going to throw him in prison, sell off his family and his house and everything. And he's like, please have mercy. And the king gives him mercy and not only lets him go, which would have been nice enough, but lets him go debt-free, wipes it clean. And he leaves and on his way home, finds a buddy who owes him like 20 bucks says, grabs him by the throat, pins him up against the wall, and says, pay me what you owe. And the guy says, oh, have mercy. Same verbiage, same words. Yep, yep. And he's like, no, and throws him in prison until yep. he gets his 20 bucks. And the king finds out, and is like, you wicked servant. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't you have done what I did for you? And then he casts him in. It says, to the, delivered him to the torturers. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it means the innermost, innermost parts of the dungeon is what it means. But in, that's the, so that's a story. Go read it. Um but immediately what the Lord impressed upon my heart was, David, you have sinned against me more than anyone will ever sin against you. Mm. No matter how bad someone is to you, and they will be bad. It's going to happen. They're not fake. They're real. But no one will ever sin against you as much as you've sinned against yep. me. And if I have forgiven you a mountain of debt, can't you forgive that person the molehill? Mm. And at that point, like, you'd have to burn my house down. I I really can't honestly imagine what you'd have to do to get me to not love and care anymore. Like, it's crazy. 
Well, I mean, that's uh, it's putting things into perspective, right? Especially yeah. as Christians, yep. we're, you know, uh, uh, to, be, to, to be a friend, you have to be friendly. And we Christians should be the most friendly people around, uh, uh, you know, and uh, especially as we represent Christ. Um, and, and that goes for the people that are closest to you too, right? You know, yeah, sometimes we, it's easy to do it for the acquaintances, the people we see passing and going. Uh, it's harder for the people that we're close to and we have those yeah. expectations to, but we're called to uh, nonetheless. And, uh, and we, sh- we like, absolutely, because Christ, I mean, Christ loves us. Like he, and, and man, he, it's forgiven. It's forgiven. He goes on, he calls us friends as well. Like, man, that's, that's blows me away. Wild. Uh, I'm curious for you, you know, another thing, I guess, at least it comes to mind, friendships that hit these like catastrophic moments and fall apart. Like, why did that friendship fall apart? Like there's that judgmentalness, but then sometimes I've seen, I think, uh, like versions of jealousy. Yep. I don't know if you've ever seen or even been tempted, uh, a friend who just seems to get what you wanted yep, kind yep. of a thing. Have you ever been through stuff like that? I mean, all the time. All the time. It's my, I'm, my human fleshly nature. Uh, I don't even, I wouldn't voice it. I probably don't even think it, but I feel it sometimes. Yep. I don't know if you get that. Like you, you je- jealousy or looking at other people and, and comparing yourself to, to everyone, you, you don't, you might not even really think about it and journal, journal it and have these discussions. Oh, you see that person, I really want that truck or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But when they get that truck, you also feel like, man, I, like, that's cool. I wish I had a truck, you know? <laughs> like, and uh, man, put that, I have to put that in check. I constantly ask the Lord to seek, seek, uh, seek my heart, you know, and, and, and to, to uh, renew my mind. But uh, have I seen it destroy... You, if you let it destroy friendships, it's it's. I mean, it takes two people, right, to have a friendship. Um, but you got to make sure your side of it is blameless before the Lord. Yep. And so, and and really, that means uh, if that other person is has something against you, and they're the one jealous of you, man, you you do everything you can to to be that friend, Go get to, him. to to be that living sacrifice, to show love. Even as you were talking earlier, I was just thinking, uh, you know, we're supposed to walk in the spirit, and love is patient, and we're supposed to show love and love is patient. Love is kind, you know, <laughs> like it's a long suffering, you know, all these things that Jesus perfectly embodies, you know? So, uh, we're supposed to be Christ-like even in our friendships. Um, and that's huge. And that means talking to people. That means actually having discussions with them and not just letting it, you know, not just burying it on their sand, letting it build up, build up, build up, go before the Lord first, check your heart, yep. <laughs> ask him to, to calm your emotions down, to repent from whatever you had to repent for, and then go and be a friend and talk to him. Uh, but I've also seen, and I don't know, maybe you can talk to this, where there are monumental things, and it's usually where it's lifestyles of maybe a friend, uh, uh, that maybe they were uh, their fellow believers, brothers in the Lord, and and have walked away or just are not doing life, and you've had to either confront them multiple times and finally maybe even had to broke it off. Have you ever done had to come across that? Yes, and dude, those are heartbreakers, man. Yep. Uh, and it's so it. I don't even want to say hard. It's strange yeah. to to go through because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. At least on the human side, like there is no rationale to it. It doesn't make sense, and yet you're seeing this terrible thing unfold before someone you love. And uh, I mean, that's the whole like navigating friendships with people. 
Uh, Proverbs 27, 6, right? Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. And, you know, the kisses of the enemy, just because as a friend, you're not just a cheerleader. <laughs> like, yay, keep going. Enjoy your drunkenness. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't work that way. Um, a friend's willing to, I heard you said, enemies will stab you in the back and your friend will stab you in the front. <laughs> like, uh, so, but yeah, I've absolutely seen, by God's grace, not a lot, but where there's a friend who's allowing compromise in their life. Yeah. And I'm pretty slow to tell someone they're wrong in what they're doing, but when it becomes now, oh, that wasn't a slip, that's becoming a pattern. Yeah. Like, hey, um, can I say something? And it, I ask permission into their life, and they're, yeah, go ahead. Dude, this is what's going on, and it just doesn't seem good. Yeah. And what's awesome is actually I can say many times that has gone well. I can say many times that's gone well. We mm-hmm. always tell ourselves, like, oh, I'm not going to because they won't receive it. Yeah. Can't do that. It's gone well so many times, but then there's the people that blow it off, think you don't know what you're talking about, they can handle it, and you talk to them again, and there's a point where it's like, you have to let them go. Yep. Uh, you have to let them go. Yep, heartbreaking. Be, it is. Be kind of like the prodigal father, mm-hmm. keep the porch light on, if they ever repent and need help getting out of the muck and the mire, like, dude, I'm down, I'm right here, um, that's the not hardening your heart thing. Mm-hmm. You can't get mad at people for ruining their own lives. You, you, if you get mad, you can get mad for people, but not mad at people. Yeah. If you get mad at someone for ruining their own lives when they need help out, you won't be willing to help them. Mm. You'll watch them drown. Yep. And that's the scary part about hard hearts is we'll watch people drown because we think it's what they deserve. Yeah, man, that's uh, you know, so f- that word deserve is such a big word that I've been thinking about lately. And like someone, my my son asked me the other day, do I deserve whatever toy I was getting? And I was like, you don't deserve anything. We don't deserve anything. We deserve hell. <laughs> but yeah. it's, uh, and, and even when you look at your friend and you might have that thought, like, uh, or, or maybe they're not even your friend, uh, but you remind yourself of what Christ did for you. Uh, but just to circle back for myself, I remember in early on, um, I wasn't, Fully, I wasn't walking with the Lord. I was dating a girl that wasn't uh, a believer, and uh, I remember I was in a in a, my friend's room. There was like four of us sitting there, and there was some of them like super close to me, uh, and there were a couple that there were there that were just kind of we all kind of hung out together. And I remember him just and it was the Lord. I believe it was the Lord doing because it, it just was so clear to me, and it just made it so absolutely clear what I had to do. Uh, but I remember one of the friends that wasn't that close to me was like, what are you doing with that girl, man? Like, <laughs> like, you know, you're not supposed to be with her, you know, you know, like she's not a believer and like, it doesn't matter like if she's cool or like, you know, she's nice and all these things, like you're unequally yoked. Like, mm, wow. and man, it was, to me, it was like such an impactful thing. And he like, he did it, you know, whether it was out of love or whatever, like it wasn't like a judgmental thing. It was just like, Hey, like you know, like faithful, you know, like, man, the wounds of a friend, like, like they, like, I, it hurts sometimes, Yeah. but it's something, sometimes what you need, right? Yeah. To, to kind of like course correct you or whatever. Like, and, and I just seriously, like, it was like that week I had to like break it off and say, you know, what, I can't live in this sin anymore. Like I can't, you know, whatever, but it's the, it's the surgeon's scalpel. Yes. Right? They're going to cut. Yep. 
And when you come to and you got stitches, like there's healing that has yeah. to happen. But it was totally for your betterment. Yep. Um, yeah, gosh. There's this whole like, right, we got to initiate, be willing to kind of make that first mm-hmm. reach mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. into people's lives. Uh, don't be all judgmental or self-righteous. Don't be consumed with jealousy. Uh, I love what Romans twelve fifteen says, rejoice with those who are rejoicing. Like if your friend gets a yeah. sick job, fat raise, yep. cool truck, large house, like just, dude, rejoice for them, man. That is awesome. Yep. And then, but it says, and weep with those who weep. Like, dude, it's okay. If they go through a hard time, like don't tell them to get over it. Sit down and cry with them if you can. Uh, and then you you navigate all of this stuff. But um, being an encourager, you know, do you have people in your life that are uniquely encouraging? Yeah. Uh, one sitting across the table from me <laughs> right now. <laughs> For sure. I mean, I uh, there are friendships that have developed over the years that you, I think as a, like, man, just going back to that verse, to be a friend, you have to be friendly. And uh, you, you, you start seeing other people do that in your life, and then you're like, okay, I need to do that in other people's life because I see the impact that had on me. Totally. And that, yes, yeah. that's kind of that friendship stuff I was talking about. Like, oh, man, I needed this. Yes. But not to interrupt you. Sorry. No, it's totally it. It's like, that's what it is. It's like, I always, I, I tell people this now because it was so impactful for me. Uh, not because, like, I would receive a text from someone and be like, hey, man, I'm praying for you, or like, hey, just, uh, you know, had a, was thinking of you today for whatever reason, hope you're doing well, you know, whatever it is. Or, hey, you did a good job on this. And sometimes we're just like, that might pop into your head and you just brush it off and you don't say anything to anyone or do whatever, you know. I said, just if it pops in your head and you're just, just shoot off a text and say it, you know, <laughs> like who cares? Like you never know what's going to come out of it, but you might've just made that person's day. They might've been having the worst day ever. And um, I think that's part of being an encouragement. Like when you have those little thoughts in your head um, and it uh, shoot them out. If you don't have those thoughts in your head, <laughs> you probably need to work on being encouraging and <laughs> <Totally>. loving. <laughs> uh, and those are good questions to, questions to have. Uh, I really, a lot of this stems from also just um, your relationship with the Lord. I mean, like, like all things in life. Uh, but uh, for me, as my relationship with the Lord uh has been mature, has matured and grown and 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 I've found my identity in that friends and having friends and being a friend has come easier. I'm sure I'm sure the same could be said to you. I don't I'm uh but what about you? Are encouraging all of that? It's it's funny. I don't I want to be an encourager so bad. <laughs> like I really do. I don't and maybe I am. I don't know, but I feel like I'm so serious and like you encourage me. driven and whatever. Um, but absolutely there's people that have like helped keep me on the center of the straight and narrow. They've mm-hmm. encouraged, whether that mm-hmm. was encouraged through like, Hey dude, don't stop, keep going. Yep. Or just appreciation, right? Expressing appreciation. Like, oh man, that's for me, just being a guy again, I mean, toxic masculinity, <laughs> like whatever, <laughs> just throw that term out the window, man. Um, but like, I remember Smash that on, to the ground, shoot it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> Says the toxic guy. Yeah. No, but, um, like for me growing up the way I did and my personality, I remember the first time it was a friend. It was like, all right, we were on the phone and he's like, all right, I love you, bro. And I was like, bye. 
hung yeah, up. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> Some guy just said they love me. Love, like, yeah. <laughs> um, and same thing, like compliments. Like I didn't grow up being told good job from people. Like, yeah. so it was really awkward to be encouraged for me. That's yeah. just my personal experience. But it's been so healthy to have it occasion. I don't need it. Right? I'm yeah. not going to fall apart if yeah. someone doesn't say good job. Um, again, false encouragement's a lie, so don't do it. Yeah. Yep. But um, anyways. Well, I think also it, it's not just words, right? It's actions. It's coming alongside, uh, you know, your your friend in a time of need. Um, and maybe it's not saying anything. You know, and just being there. Uh, you know, you wrote, you read that verse in Romans. It says the weep, uh, weep with those who weep. You know, um, and and also, I know you mentioned this. Uh, you were having a bad day or something, and someone got you a, like your your favorite coffee. Dude. It wasn't me. I was like, oh man, I'm a bad friend. I, didn't, <laughs> I wouldn't didn't do that. <laughs> Seriously, I I had the longest week of my life. I walked in on a Friday. I was like, I just want to curl up under my desk and sleep. And there was an iced mint mojito from Phil's <laughs> sitting on the desk. And I'm like, dude, I literally smiled for like eight hours. And it's so stupid. I'm like, how did no, man. a $5 drink just make my whole day? But e- even in that, right? Like we go through life um, and and we're interacting with people and we're dealing with people, especially when we think of it uh, from a Christian, in a Christian worldview and a cr- yeah. Christian point of view, like you are dealing with people in ministry and and broken lives and all these different things as in, as the body of Christ works together and you're having a bad day and you're like, I just, I'm not feeling it today or whatever it is. Yeah. And someone put it on someone's heart, you know, or the Holy Spirit put it on someone's heart to just be a friend and knew exactly, you know, the Lord knows, knew exactly what you needed, just a small little coffee to give you eight hours of joy. (laughs) So, (laughs) yes, it's true. It's awesome. And it's happened, you know, in little ways from time to time. Um, And it's still even, you know, weird for me, but it's great. Uh, I want to kind of close off thinking through this, this passage. Um, Look, I am not a, a name it and claim it, a word faith. A, we, we did a bed and breakfast one time, and I was kind of sh- beginning to share, you know, just Christ with the people that lived yeah. there. And they're like, oh, man, so good for you. Just got to throw it out to the universe and see what happens. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is getting real hippie-esque real fast. Um, they were real new agey people. So, yeah, just, you know, put it out to the universe. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, we, we put it out to the Lord good who made vibes. the universe. But... A lot of conversations these days are based on being critical and what is going on that's bad in our community, yeah. bad in yeah. our culture, Easy bad in that. our homes, bad with the president, bad, bad, bad. And I'm like, are we trying to pollute each other's lives or are we trying to encourage each other to keep going? Yeah. And Proverbs 25, 25, just got to remember one number, right? 25, 25, but as cold water to a weary soul, so is good news from a far country. Yeah. And the times when people just come in and are just not negative mm. is for me, sometimes it's like that cup of coffee someone left. Like, dude, thank you for being a joy in my life. Yep. Like it's it's awesome. Well, I, that's uh even even those little stories, right? Like that that we started this podcast off with with just uh talking about the Holy Spirit and and just the impact it had on me this morning. And I know you and I will have discussions like that all the time. My wife and I will as well, and my close friends, 
um, because we've learned to just, you know, like when those good things happen to you, like it's, it's like share them because they can be the most refreshing, encouraging thing. And just see, like talk about the things of the Lord. Like it should be common in our lives, like our lives, because it should be something that is that our, our life is um, marked by, right? Yep. Like, <laughs> uh, I think that's one of the things I've enjoyed most about the longevity of our friendship mm-hmm. is like, you've just shared those things and it gets me off my, my thought cycle and like, that's right. God is good. Yep. That's yep. right. The Holy Spirit does want to do something. And it's so timely. And I've just always appreciated that dynamic. It's, it's awesome. But uh, you have any, any closing thoughts? Oh, man. Um, man, you got to be a friend. And if you're having trouble finding out how to be a friend or to make friends, or you're just, you're, you feel lonely, you feel like, man, I just, maybe you, you're, you're trying to put yourself out there, but you're intimidated, all of that stuff. One, man, get, get in the closet with the Lord. <laughs> get in the closet and pray and seek him. Um, and, and, and cry out to him, talk to him and maybe get off the video games, get off the phone, get off social media all that. Take a moment and just be with the Lord and let him just cry out to him and then step out and be intentional with what, uh, what the Lord's given you, given you, you know, for us, you know, we got the young adults ministry. Uh, we, there's, there, they go out to in and out all the time and it might be hard to step out into a group of clicky people that seem clicky but just put yourself in there and and just ask the Lord to give you confidence in that and and to to be a friend, you know? Yep, that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, seek first the kingdom of God. Amen, amen. He'll give you everything else, including yep. friends. Including friends. Awesome, man. Hey, guys, um, hope you are doing well, honestly, and you're spending your time with Jesus and just tackling whatever it is in front of you for the Lord. Um, if you guys ever need anything or have questions, you can email us at arise at calvarycch.org. Uh, but from there, man, uh, go ahead and spread the wealth, right? Share the podcast, get the news out there. Um, but we are praying for you often, and whatever you do, do with your whole heart as unto the Lord. We will see you guys next time. See ya.